0: Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. It is the 14th of September. Oh, my goodness, where has the summer gone? It's amazing, and it's cold here in Michigan today 58 degrees this morning. Whew, chilly, chilly. Welcome to the Weight Management Call. This is Granny D, Dorcas Smith, out of Plymouth, Michigan, and I welcome you to this. Call to help you have a lifestyle change that will last for the rest of your life. And may you have a great lifestyle change that you stay well, grow lots of muscle, and melt some of that fat. Um, I am a retired teacher. In fact, I started teaching in Newfoundland, oh my goodness, so, oh, so long ago, 1976. And I, and I worked in a, in a four-room school, and we had a pot-bellied stove in one of the classrooms that I taught. And it just seems such an age ago. Who would have thought I just had this, like, flash of this memory I remember started t- starting to teach. And here I am, many, many years later, still sharing stuff that I've learned. I then became a special ed teacher, lived in Montreal, taught in Mississauga, then moved to Michigan and taught in South Redford schools for 20 years. Time flies when you're busy. Along the way, I got quite overweight especially when I went on um, drugs to help me with menopause and I blew up like a balloon. But I am so discovering that women in their late 40s and 50s do have this predisposition to, to suddenly gain weight and it can be a real struggle. So know that if you decide to follow the TR90, Body Burn 30, weight management program if you're consistent and you stay with it you can absolutely build the body back that you need to be strong and healthy and well to live for the rest of your life it may not be easy at first but here I am nine years after I started and I started off with 25% muscle and now I have 30% muscle And to gain muscle as you age is supposed to be really hard. But if you do it in small, smart choices, plus consistency, plus time, it will lead to a radical difference. And it has. And I'm stronger. And I'm healthier. And I've been able to give osteoporosis a bit of a kick. It's still there. But I would be in very much worse shape if I wasn't following this program. And part of the program can be just gentle exercise, which means walking. If you can walk every day, your body will do amazing things. Now, if you can add some other things like some weight-bearing exercise, that will help you to be even stronger and it'll build those muscles and it'll, make, it'll help make your bones a bit stronger. And then of course there's the new skin products with TR90, but there's also the supplementation that you can use to help your body to be stronger. So there's lots of choices. Anyway, along the way, you need to have a healthy brain. You need to have a healthy circulation because circulation, the bloodstream, carries the oxygen to your brain. And your brain, which is actually only 2% of your body, takes up 20% of the oxygen and energy. We are big-brained creatures. We need to be healthy. We need to have a healthy brain, but we also need to have a strong body to maintain that brain. And that's why the walking, and if you can, climb stairs. I climb 25 stairs every day that I can. I'm kinda lazy and I like letting my body do the weight bearing exercise for me. It also helps to build my back and my muscles and I want you to know that when I started weight when I started climbing stairs, that's when the real change began because it was some weight bearing exercise. You don't have to lift heavy weights if you want if you need to lift weights. Two pound, five pound, five pound for me is heavy, but two Great. Do what you can. Just do it and be consistent. Stay with it because you need that brain. Now, let me, today I'm going to go to John Medina, Brain Rules. Fabulous book. If you want to get more information on it, it's www.brainrules.net. And we're on attention. Ah, what the brain needs. You have to focus. Rule number four people don't pay attention to boring things. The brain's attentional spotlight can focus only on one thing at a time. No multitasking, it's very inefficient. Your brain has to go into the activity, then come out of the activity. Go along to the side, go into the next activity, come out. You waste a lot of time going in and out. So what he's saying is stay with one activity as long as you can and just stay with that one focus. You'll get a lot more done. We are better at seeing patterns and abstracting the meaning of an event than we are recording the detail. I think that's really interesting. We see patterns and abstract meaning before we remember the details. That's why I think people who are... who see things happen, five people can see the same thing happen and they each say it differently because they interpret it through their own brain wiring. And no two wiring is the same. If you are emotionally aroused, the brain learns better. So... That's really intense. And audiences will check out after 10 minutes. But you can keep grabbing them back by telling them narratives or creating events rich in emotion. So if you are presenting, you've got about 10 minutes. Then you need to switch about, get them to do something, ask a question, refocus the group. Refocus yourself. You've only got 10 minutes then you've got to get something that will get your focus back in so that if you find when you're reading after 10 minutes that your mind is wandering, you might want to get up, move, get back, and then go back and finish what you're doing. Chapter four, attention, or rule for attention. We don't pay attention to boring things. John Medina writes, it was about three o'clock in the morning when I was suddenly startled into consciousness by the presence of a small spotlight sweeping across the walls of our living room. In the moonlight, I could see the six-foot frame of a young man in a trench coat, clutching a flashlight and examining the contents of our house. His other hand held something metallic, glinting in the silvery light. As my sleepy brain was immediately and violently aroused, it struck me that my house was about to be robbed by someone younger than me, bigger than me, and in possession of a firearm. Heart pounding, knees shaking, I crept to the phone, quickly called the police, turned on the lights, went on to stand guard outside my children's room and prayed. Miraculously, a police car was already in the vicinity and activated its sirens within a minute of my phone call. All this happened so quickly that my would-be assailant left his getaway car in our driveway, engine still running, and he was quickly apprehended. That experience lasted only about 45 seconds. But aspects of it are, are so, hold on, oops, I lost that. But acts, But aspects of it are indelibly impressed in my memory, from the outline of the young man's coat to the shape of the firearm. Does it matter to learning if we pay attention? <laughs> I love it. The short answer is, you bet it does. My brain was fully aroused. I will never forget that experience as long as I live. The more attention the brain pays to a given stimulus, the more elaborate the information will be encoded and retained. So if you want your kids to remember something, add an intense experience, add some emotion and it'll stick that has incredible implications for your employees, your students and your kids. A strong link between attention and learning has been shown in the classroom in classroom research. Both a hundred years ago and as recently as last week, the story is consistent. Whether you are an eager preschooler or a bored out-of-your mind undergrad, better attention always leads equals better learning, which is why you have to get your kids engaged. It improves retention of reading material, accuracy, and clarity in writing, math, science, every academic category that has ever been tested. So, I ask this question in every college course I teach. Given a class of medium interest... Not too boring and not too exciting. When, you, when do you start glancing at the clock, wondering when the class will be over? There is always some nervous shuffling. A few smiles. Then a lot of silence. Eventually, somebody blurts out, Ten minutes, Dr. Medina. Why ten minutes, I inquire. That's when I start to lose attention. That's when I begin to wonder when this torment will be over. The comments are always said in frustration. A college lecture is still about 50 minutes long. Peer-reviewed studies confirmed Medina's informal inquiry. Before the first quarter hour is over in a typical presentation, people have usually checked out. If keeping someone's interest in a lecture were a business, it would have an 80% failure rate. What happens at the 10-minute mark to cause such trouble? Nobody knows. The brain seems to be making choices according to some stubborn timing pattern, undoubtedly influenced by both culture and gene. This fact suggests a teaching and business imperative find a way to arouse and hold somebody's attention for a specific period of time but how to answer that question he says we have to we will need to explore some complex pieces of neurological real estate we are about to investigate a remarkable world the remarkable world of human attention including What's going on in our brains when we turn our attention to something? The importance of emotions and the myth of multitasking. When I was teaching, one of the things that I learned is attention definitely improves when the kids get involved. So same with your family. You have to get everybody involved have them moving, they're writing, they're making something. That's why when the kids are making things, the behavior in class improves. You've got 10 minutes once you start. And after that, if you're wondering why you're losing your class, it's because you haven't got them engaged. And if you haven't got them engaged, stop and go, what can I do to catch them? Ask a question tell a story. The other one I used to do, which is what I learned before I left teaching, was brain gym. Brain gym is an activity where you get up and move to music. And you do exercises where you cross the center line of your body. And by doing that, it forces the two sides of the brain to integrate. So, if you're having trouble with your class, spend five minutes doing some brain gym exercises. And you can go and find brain gym. You can Google it. It is a recognized form of activity and it is particularly good for kids because it gets them refocused. I would do a brain gym and I would get a lot more out of them. For example, exercise, which brain gym is basically a form of exercise. If you're going to teach math, do some brain gym or have them go to phys ed or take them for a walk. If you get the blood flowing better in the body, the children's focus will be better and they will function. They will get the math so much faster. So it's always good to refocus your kids. And like I said, the other ways are telling stories and getting them physically active, involved. So, Next week, I will continue on with the importance of emotions and the myth of multitasking. Thank you very much for being here today on this Monday. Nikki Coyne will be available tomorrow. So if you've got Nikki's um, Zoom number, you're a regular listener, you can... Um join in if you need assistance, you can go and look up Mickey Coin on Facebook and you will find her she has she has a link to her regular or her she has her own page, and she also has an activity page which when she when she does her zooms, she does it up there as well so but you can always listen to hear her here on the weight management call. So you have lots of choices tomorrow. The One Team Global will be doing a training at 10 o'clock. And finally, I'd like to thank Frank Lomas and Brian for doing all the amazing things that they do to help us keep this call going. I thank you very much, Brian, for everything you do. You're a pretty amazing um, regular participant in our weight management calls. So I'm going to take us off mute. And I hope you enjoyed learning about the beginnings of your attention. You got 10 minutes, people. That's only before we lose our attention. <laughs> oh, I was So was it 25? Was was it 25 stairs or was it 25 flights of stairs though? Oh, 25 flights of stairs. Yeah. I and thought it I... has to be Go ahead. <laughs> Cuz you said 25 stairs and I'm going, "No, I wish she did more than that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 25 flights of stairs and it must be um, over 10 feet. So you can't, you know, uh, if you've got a, a, a bi-level or a tri-level house, one of those little flights won't work. You have to do two, yep. all right, to get the height. It has to be one at least one full floor of a house, so one room level. And it does make a difference. Well, as I've told you before, after I started doing the stairs... Um I actually my I have a picture of my butt and it it actually went up about an inch it tightened up that much from doing stairs just from doing stairs and I had Absolutely. thought nothing had happened <laughs> I had thought nothing had happened when I started the TR90 program but I had taken pictures and the the one place it showed was my bum <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's definitely different instead of the bottom of my bum hitting the wall when I lean against the wall. Now, the top does It's definitely <laughs> changed from a pear to an apple. <laughs> so <laughs> you if you want t- so if you want to tighten up your butt, climb stairs. <laughs> sounds good, So I hope you're all very good. It's ten o'clock. May you have a great day today, and Nikki will be on the call tomorrow. And if you don't um, have the Zoom number, my cell number is 734-673-2975. You may text me, and I will send it to you, or you can contact Susan Man, she also has the information. Okie dokie. Thank you, everybody, for being here, and have a great week. Thanks. Thank you. I'll be in touch for the number. Bye, I'll everybody. Bye bye. Okay. Bye.